some people play footy, I play plants, okay? And the reason being that all our medicine is disappearing. So this whole heap of medicines that heard stories, people, all Aboriginal families heard the stories, and I'm just fortunate enough to have a father that showed me. This is a, what they call a lemon-scented gum, and it grows very well around our Warabinda area. Anyway, what it is, is a cit citronella, if I say that word right. But what that means is it, it's an insect repellent. So back in the old days, we'd, we'd grab a leaf, probably preferably these greener shoots, and we'd pull some off like that, and we'd um, rub on our arm. And guess what? That would keep mosquitoes away. G'day guys, and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, guys. What's going on? How's your week been? What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. So, I um, went and saw my accountant today to try and do my tax because this year it's gotten a lot more complicated uh, with Aussie English. So, Aussie English is doing well, you know, thanks in large part to you guys. Big thanks to you guys. But as a result, I need to uh, get an accountant to do my tax and, you know, fill these things out for me because it's just a nightmare for me to try and do myself. Anyway, so, I finally did that and it was good. I had a meeting with him for a few hours. He actually is a friend from high school, so I haven't actually seen him in 10 years. And he just had a baby this year as well. Actually, end of last year. So, we're much on the same page in life at the moment. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I'm pumped. I'm happy that it seems that the tax is all sorted and is it's going to be smooth sailing this year. It is going to be smooth sailing. Anyway, guys, welcome to this episode. This is Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English, culture, history, all of that, but mainly just advanced English, right? You're learning English through the lens of Australian culture and history and, yeah, through me as an Aussie. <laughs> Today, the intro scene there, guys, was from the YouTube channel Fitzroy Basin Association. This was a gentleman named Steve Kemp, who is an Indigenous man living in Wirrabinda, and he was talking about the different bush medicine that he has learnt to use, bush medicine being the flora and fauna of the local area where Indigenous people live, you know, in the outback or in the forest, wherever it is. They use a lot of that to treat ailments, to treat illnesses, sicknesses. So, he's had that passed down generation to generation, um, from his father to him, and probably for thousands of years, you know, it's, it's incredible stuff to learn about uh, Indigenous culture. Anyway, I wanted to include that today because the expression is related to flora, to plants, to flowers. So, I thought it would tie in with bush medicine and Indigenous culture, which is what we'll be talking about in the Aussie English fact today. 
All right. So, before we jump into that, guys, if you want to get the premium podcast, you want access to all of the transcripts, all of the downloads for the podcast and any other bonus content related to the podcast, you can sign up for that for the price of a few coffees a month if you go to aussieenglish.com.au. And whilst you're at www.aussieenglish.com.au, you can also get your hands on, you can also wrap your fingers around, get a hold of uh, the Aussie English Academy which is all of the bonus content and courses related to these expression episodes. So, this is where you can really work on your cultural knowledge of Australia, your understanding of Australian history, slang, expressions, as well as our language, pronunciation, and everything like that. This is a good place for you to go if you're interested in studying hard and improving your English rapidly, okay? It's sort of like an online immersion where there are online classes each week with teacher Renata. There's three of those to work on your fluency and your speaking skills. And there's also an endless amount of content for you to work your way through and improve your English. And besides that, you can get your hands on my other courses. The phrasal verb course that I have there, the Australian pronunciation course on there and the spoken English course. Anyway, let's dive into the joke, guys. Today's joke is a flowery joke. It's a joke about flora, right? The expression's about flowers, about flora, about plants. So, I thought I'd find a joke and this one's a killer. (laughs) It's a beaut. Are you ready? Why do flowers always drive so fast? Why do flowers always drive so fast? Hmm. Not that I've ever seen a flower behind the steering wheel of a car. (laughs) They put the petal to the metal. Do you get it? They put the petal to the metal, right? A petal is like the leaf of a flower. But the expression pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal, if you put the pedal to the metal, it's that you push on the accelerator in a car, push on it so that it hits the ground in the car or the the bottom of the, whatever that is, the, the part of the car where you're sitting as the driver, and it hits metal. So, you've put the pedal to the metal. But we quite often use that T-flap and it sounds like a D, right? So, that's the pun there. They put the pedal to the metal, right? Petal instead of pedal. <laughs> I hope you get it. It's lame. It's lame, but it's good. It's a pun and it's also a useful expression to put the pedal to the metal. Drive faster. Drive faster. So, today's expression is to gild the lily, To gild the lily. This comes from Eliana, who is in the Aussie English Facebook group. Guys, get in there. We put in a bunch of material each week. We try and engage you guys, get you commenting and talking and posting videos to work on your English. And we also ask you for expression suggestions for the next week's expression episode. So, Eliana, good choice. We put this one to the vote and Eliana won. To gild the lily. So, let's go through the definitions in the expression to gild the lily. Now, gild is a verb, but it's not often used. At least, I don't often hear this, right? It's kind of rare language. I think if you were to look up the frequency list of English words, gild would be somewhere down the bottom. (laughs) So, to gild something is to overlay it with or as if with a thin covering of gold. So, you might gild cutlery. You might put a thin layer of gold on it to make the cutlery gold, as opposed to, say, having cutlery that was completely made of gold. You might gild a picture frame with gold. You may gild a perfume bottle 
with gold or even ornamentation on furniture might be gilded. It may be covered in gold, okay? So, to gild something, to cover it in a thin layer of gold. And a lily, a lily is a kind of flower or it's a kind of plant rather, right? We might refer to the plant and the flower with the same name, a lily. It's a genus of herbaceous flowering plants that grows from bulbs all with large prominent flowers. So, if you do a Google search for lily, I'm sure you'll recognise it. The photos will ring a bell. You'll remember it. You've probably seen it around the place, right? It'll be in people's gardens, a lily. But the definition of the expression, to gild the lily, hmm. So, you could imagine gilding something's putting gold on something, a thin layer of gold. You've got a lily, the flower, and so you're putting a thin layer of gold on a lily, a really beautiful flower. So, what could this expression mean? It means to try to improve something that's already beautiful, that's already excellent, right? So, you're embellishing it. You're trying to make it much better than it already is, although it's unnecessary because it's so good. So, it's adding superfluous attributes to something. It's adding unnecessary ornamentation to something that's already beautiful in its own right to gild the lily. Now, this was another one of those probably, you know, endless amount of expressions in English that comes from... Shakespeare. So, William Shakespeare used this expression in his play, John King, from the year 1595. And the funny thing is, this expression is actually a misquotation of what William Shakespeare said in this play, okay? And what was said is the following. To gild refined gold, to paint the lily, to throw a perfume on the violet, to smooth the ice, or add another hue unto the rainbow, or with taper light to seek the beautatious eye of heaven to garnish, is wasteful and ridiculous excess. I don't know what that accent was. Uh, it's probably not how Shakespeare spoke, <laughs> but whatever. We're, we're getting into character this week. So, there you go. That's where it's from. So, let's go through some examples of how I would use the expression to gild the lily in day-to-day life, Okay. So, example number one, and this is a true story. Kel and I often go out with friends, you know, we want to catch up with mates, we want to hang out, and so maybe we've got some interesting news and we want to spill the beans to them about this news. So, we go out, Kel often gets dolled up, she puts on makeup, she puts on lippy, you know, all of that jazz, Uh, she wears a nice dress, the works. So, she's trying to make herself look really beautiful, right? Meanwhile, I tend to go easy on getting dressed up. (laughs) and just wear, you know, jeans, a shirt and some nice shoes. When I see Kel all dolled up and putting me to shame, right, making me look bad because I haven't gotten dolled up, I haven't dressed up, I say to her quite often, dude, you know, no need for makeup. Um, You're already drop-dead gorgeous as it is, right? There's no need to gild the lily. There's no need to try and improve what's already beautiful. You can't improve on perfection. No need to further embellish or add unnecessary ornamentation to what's already stunning, right? So, maybe Kel might beg to differ with me, though, and she might say, are you joking? You know, if I don't put on makeup and lipstick, I'll be the only girl out there without it. So, I need to gild the lily. So, there you go. Example number two. Maybe I am busting my guts trying to create an amazing podcast episode for you guys, just like this one will hopefully turn out. So, I work my ass off writing it, researching it, rewriting it, refining it with the hopes that in the near future, down the track, the episode's going to be top-notch, it'll be perfect, it'll be the bee's knees, and you guys are going to love it. 
So, maybe I finish up and I show it to Kel uh, to have a look at and ask for her opinion. I want her two cents on what she thinks about the episode. I want her opinion and whether she thinks it's good enough to publish. If she tells me it's perfect, but I say, yeah, nah, I'm going to keep tinkering with it. I think I could do better. She might say, you know, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Are you bonkers? It's perfect. It's great the way it is. No need to try and gild the lily. No need to try and improve it. It's already great. Example number three. So, imagine you're really into cars. You're a total rev head and your mate buys a new Holden Maloo V8 ute, right? One of these really expensive top of the line utes and he brings it over to your house to show you. So, you go outside, you, you get in the driver's seat, uh, you give it a rev, you want to hear the engine and maybe he even lets you take it for a spin, right? Take it for a test drive so that you can see how she goes and you put the pedal to the metal, right? Maybe you go for a bit of a hoon in his car, you drive fast, maybe a little bit recklessly without breaking the laws <laughs> and you want to see what it's made of, you come home afterwards, you know, you pull in the driveway and after you return, maybe he tells you that he's thinking of doing up the engine and adding a supercharger or a turbocharger um, as well as a new exhaust system to make it even more powerful on top of how powerful it already is, right? So, he's thinking too, maybe I'll give it a paint job, I'll put flames down the side, you know, I'm going to make it look epic. If you think that's a bit too much, if you think that's overkill and that this Maloo, this ute, is already top-notch, it's already phenomenal, you might ask him, mate, I can't wrap my head around why you would want to gild the lily. Why do you want to do that? Your ute is already a beaut. Leave it as it is, right? No need to gild the lily. So, there you go, guys. I hope you now understand the expression to gild the lily. It means to try and improve something that's already beautiful or excellent, right? To embellish or improve something unnecessarily. So, now let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise, guys, as we always do. It's always good to work on our pronunciation. This is one of my, I don't know if you'd call it a motto. It's not really a saying. But it's definitely a practice that I like to encourage my students to do. Pronunciation is something you have to work on forever, effectively, right? You should always pay attention to pronunciation. So, that is why these pronunciation exercises are in these episodes. So, listen and repeat after me, guys. If you're working on an Aussie accent, really try and nail the way that I say it. If you're not, that's cool too. Just use the words as a prompt to practice the accent that you're trying to nail. Okay, let's go. Two. To gild, to gild the, to gild the lily, to gild the lily, to gild the lily, to gild the lily. To gild the lily. Before we finish this exercise, where I'm going to go through phrases like, I don't want to gild the lily. You don't want to gild the lily. I want to point out there the dark L. Okay? Did you notice that in the sentence, to gild the lily? Which L? There's three of them in there. There's one in the word gild. Did you hear it there? Hmm? And there are two in the word lily, right? So, two of them in this sentence are light L's, said like la 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 la, lily. 
And the other one is a dark L, where it's actually like a reverse W sound, like a ooh kind of sound. Guild, right? Guild. This is where my lips are making the L sound instead of my tongue. Okay, so if you want to learn more about that, get my Australian pronunciation course, guys. We go into deep analysis of the dark L and how to say it. But have a listen again. Try and practice that because it's something that native speakers do all the time when the L is not followed by a vowel sound. So, there's a D after the L in guild, so we don't have to say it. All right, let's go through the sentences that I want to do in this exercise. And I want you to pay attention to the contractions in here. Okay, the spoken contractions. I don't want to gild the lily. You don't want to gild the lily. She doesn't want to gild the lily. He doesn't want to gild the lily. We don't want to gild the lily. They don't want to gild the lily. It doesn't want to gild the lily. Good job. The last thing I'll mention there, if you want to learn more about these sorts of spoken contractions, Go to aussieenglish.com.au and get my spoken English course where I go through all these sorts of auxiliary verb and small words like to and of and how they get contracted in sentences. And, you know, you can improve your rhythm, your spoken English by learning these tricks and tips. But what I want to point out here is the fact that you won't hear a hard T in any of those sentences. So, despite there being a number of T's in each of these sentences, right, don't, want, to, and even the word it at the end there, when I use the pronoun it, you'll notice that none of the T's are actually said like a T sound, right? So, even when I say that last phrase, it doesn't wanna gild the lily, you won't hear any hard T, right? So, there's two things that are happening there. Firstly, in the case of it, because there's a D that comes after it, I'm not releasing that stomp consonant T. So, instead of saying it doesn't, I say it doesn't and I go straight into the D instead of releasing the T. And in terms of the T at the ends of the words doesn't and want, because there's an N there before the T, I do the same thing where I don't pronounce the T. I leave it unreleased. Doesn't. Want. So, you don't even hear it. It doesn't want. And the last thing, with want to, I could say want to or want to, although that just, it sounds way too uh, enunciated. But I would join these words and you'll hear them as wanna, wanna, right? The T's are muted. They're not said there at all, wanna. It doesn't want to gild the lily. 
All right, so I'm going to go through this exercise one more time, guys. But if you want to learn more about contractions, sign up to my spoken English course. And if you want to understand the pronunciation of the different sounds in English, get my pronunciation course, the Australian pronunciation course. Those two have helped hundreds of people and they will help you too if you're having trouble with these aspects of pronunciation. Let's do this exercise one more time, guys, and we'll finish up. I don't want to gild the lily. You don't want to gild the lily. She doesn't want to gild the lily. He doesn't want to gild the lily. We don't want to gild the lily. They don't want to gild the lily. It doesn't want to gild the lily. Awesome work, guys. Keep it up. Keep practicing all the time. Listen to this episode quite a few times as I realized when writing this, I have used a lot of different expressions in here, okay? So, it might take you a few times listening to get your head around, to wrap your head around quite a few of those different expressions, but it's a gold mine. this episode. There are at least, I think, probably 15 or 20 different good English expressions in here. Aside from that, keep your eyes peeled for the next episode on bush medicine, okay? Till then... I'll see you later. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content every single week, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon.